Halloween. A glorious and fun-filled holiday we could not wait to partake in as a child. And do you recall the excitement you had selecting the costume you wanted to wear? I remember all sorts of get-ups I had worn over the years. A prisoner, an angel, a mad scientist, the grim reaper, and the classic, a ghost. But what was our motivation when we were just kids? But of course it was the oodles and oodles of bountiful candy we were about to receive simply by trudging around the neighborhood, ringing doorbells, and saying the classic phrase, trick or treat. However, despite wearing the same costume and taking the same approach to every door, you were greeted with inconsistent treats. In some cases, the size of the chocolate bars varied, maybe even the type of chocolate, or perhaps it wasn't even chocolate and you received a roll of candy sweet tarts, or a handful of change because your neighbors ran out of candy and felt guilty. Or maybe it was that disappointing popcorn ball Mrs. Hennessy would give out every year. We're going to discuss how your brain may get tricked into setting incorrect expectations and how the influence of behavioral variability can potentially impact your financial decision making. Today on Finn Wisdom. Hello, I'm your host, Joel, and welcome to Season 3, and thanks for joining me in another exciting episode of Finn Wisdom. And today, we'll be discussing how your reward is punishment. Today's podcast kicks off a series focused on a concept called noise and its behavioral risk to making judgments. So what is this noise and how does it relate to financial decision making? Well, for starters, the field of behavioral economics has dedicated a great deal of attention to biases. And biases are irrational beliefs or behaviors that can unconsciously influence our decision making process, but they are behaviors that are consistently observed. In other words, these errors in judgment are consistent and follow in the same direction. We can more easily observe and categorize what type of error each bias has on our decisions. Noise is more closely to behavioral variability on a very individual level. It's more random, and it's less studied until now. The increased interest in what influences judgment came about from a recent release of a book titled Noise. Its authors... Daniel Kahneman, who is considered one of the fathers of behavioral economics, along with award-winning Olivier Sibony and Cassar Sunstein, has brought to the surface how this behavioral risk also impacts our ability to make sound judgments. To understand the differences between biases and noise, here's an example. If we were to learn about a particular product or service that was in the news because of a recall, there may be an entire group of individuals who may form what's called a recency bias because of that information and not purchase that product or service. But when one individual within a group has a recent negative experience with a product or service and influences a group's decision, that's noise. So both biases and noise are equally contributing and affecting the way you make these choices and also the way you manage your money. 
I think it's time we crank up the dial and focus on a specific type of noise today. If you are a serious vacation planner like me, tell me if the following has ever happened to you. You can easily spend hours, if not days and weeks, planning an upcoming vacation with friends or family. And for the sake of illustration, let's say, in particular, you are planning a trip to Mexico for a five-day getaway. Cancun, to be exact. And just with a few clicks of your keyboard or swipes on your phone, you come to realize there is a wide range of activities to choose from. What catches my eye are the ancient ruins and Mayan museums, In realizing these are must-see things to do, I spend a great deal of time planning to explore the Great Pyramids of Chichen Itza, the remains of Tullam, and the museums with the best exhibits. So now I've mapped out the days while in Cancun to make sure that me and two travel companions do not miss out on any of it. However, when I share this great adventure with my traveling compatriots, there seems to be a slight difference in judgment in terms of evaluating activities. Although we are all headed to the same destination, have the same goal, which is a relaxing vacation, others in my travel group have other ideas. One fellow traveler had in mind to just soak in the sun in a hammock on the beach all day long, with the intent to partake in a few tequila tastings. Another traveler desires to be more outdoors and do activities such as swimming under the waterfalls, kayaking, ziplining, and driving around in an all-terrain vehicle. And I'm trying to think, what's going on here? Aren't we all going to the same place? Don't we all want just a relaxing vacation? This is a great example of level noise. It's a form of behavioral variability when you assign different judgments between levels of severity and generosity despite all reacting to the same inputs of a given decision. Let's go through another scenario that relates to noise, literally. Let's say you approach two well-regarded music lovers and critics who are invited to attend a jazz trio performance. And so at this performance, the trio go on stage and play their very best, and yet, at the end of the set, both critics are somewhat disappointed and will blog about their experiences. One reviewer takes a softer, empathetic approach and states that the group has room for improvement and should take a time out to practice their musical skills before maybe their next gig. Meanwhile, the other critic lays into the act heavily and says the set was awful and hard to listen tells the readers to save their money and look elsewhere for good jazz, and advises the jazz trio to quit while they're ahead. Oh boy. Talk about assigning different levels of severity to the same experience. Let's chat for a while about where you might find level noise and behavioral variability on the job and when making financial decisions after this important sponsor break. I hope you've been enjoying this season of Fin Wisdom and the discussion on the impact of noise on your financial decision making. But what about the judgment every day within your own organization? 
Think about how time, resources, and money are getting dedicated based on important decisions among your company leaders that will determine the future fate of your firm. Fortunately, there's help to reduce behavioral variability, and that's with DNA Behavior International. DNA Behavior offers an all-in-one behavioral tech platform that recognizes every interaction is an opportunity to adapt behaviors among employees and your customers. To improve your organization's ability to communicate, increase its probability of success, and to improve client engagement, DNA Behavior offers integrated tools that can help reduce noise and improve your organization's ability to communicate, increase its probability of success, and to improve client engagement. Visit dnabehavior.com to learn how their proactive approach can take your organization to the next level. Before the break, we talked about a scenario where levels of severity deviated between two critics. But level noise can also occur in the other extreme in terms of varying levels of generosity. Let me provide the following example. Now I'm assuming that you're a very diligent worker, and when it comes to your annual performance review, it may clearly reflect that you not only met, but exceeded all the goals that were put forth to you. But in this current work environment, you may have one boss, but more than one manager you realistically report to, and they all have a say on determining your compensation for a job well done. So let's say all three managers believe you deserve a five-star rating. However, the rewards differ by each manager. One may believe you deserve a promotion, another believes you deserve a bonus, and a third believes you deserve special projects. This is an example how level noise can potentially make a reward look like a punishment. And speaking of punishments, and as referenced in the book Noise, which we discussed earlier, studies in the 70s and beyond have been conducted on the judgment of judges and the behavioral variability in criminal case outcomes. What was revealed is that there was unjustified disparities in judgment to individuals convicted of similar crimes. In particular, a study that was published in the Journal of Criminal Law and Criminology during the summer of 1977 supported this finding. In this survey, 47 judges were asked to respond to the same five cases. The same summaries of information were included, such as charges, testimony, and previous criminal records of the defendants, as well as any evidence associated with each case. The results? The recommended sentences varied in range from a whopping five years to a mere 30 days. And this was not an isolated incident. When a larger study was conducted in 1981, which involved 208 federal judges to reflect on 16 cases, only three of those 16 cases was their unanimous agreement to impose a prison term. Think about that for a moment. Even those whose role is to judge experience noise. Moving on, let's talk about how level noise impacts our ability to manage finances. I'd like to start with a very topical subject matter in the world of finances, and that's inequality of loan approvals. Now, as a society, I think we've been trying to address it of more recent. 
but you could argue that unconscious bias is present, which are social stereotypes about certain groups of people that individuals form outside of their own conscious awareness. So based on a given loan approval's unconscious bias, an individual could potentially be declined or approved lending based on social stereotypes. But this is only half the picture. Level noise can also be a root of the problem. Those are the personal judgments which could aggravate what was already impacted bias, such as not only a higher loan rate in stricter terms. But that is only half the picture. Level noise can potentially be the root of the problem as well. You see, personal judgments by a loan approver could aggravate what was already an impact of a bias, such as not only a higher loan rate in stricter terms, but an example of level noise could be that you may have several loan professionals, all equally qualified to review the same uh, types of loan applications in nature, but each of these loan professionals may engage in inconsistent approval processes for each and every one. And what if we shift this conversation over to your highly prized investment strategy? Whether it's self-directed, an online platform, or you've employed an experienced financial planner. In all likelihood, the investment advice you receive may vary from one platform's investment tools to another or from one financial planner to another. And I'm not saying not to trust the investment advice you receive or that you research because obtaining expert and experienced advice is always recommended. What I'm saying is that variability in judgment is present. For example, where the advice comes from varies from where those financial professionals work. A financial professional from a bank or accounting firm may have a higher recommendation for you to reduce expenses. A financial professional from an investment firm may have a higher recommendation to increase your equity portion of your portfolio. And a financial professional from a life insurance agency may have a higher recommendation to purchase more protection for your family and your assets. None of these suggested courses of action are necessarily incorrect, but the varying expertise from a similar group of individuals we would deem financial professionals can produce level noise. So what can you do to reduce the noise? Find out after this sponsor break. If all this discussion around this newer concept in behavioral economics is making you realize that noise is impacting the judgment in your workplace, and you're wondering how you can introduce this concept to your leadership and sales force, well then let me share with you a little insight. In conjunction with DNA Behavior, a new two-day workshop around behavioral variability is going to be kicking off in the very near future. In this workshop, will help your most influential leaders in your organization understand what it is, why it matters, how it influences judgments, and help you conduct your own noise audit, which helps reduce the impact of behavioral variability and potentially improve critical decisions made enterprise-wide. So if you're interested to learn more, visit finwisdom.com and drop me a note and let me know that you'd like to learn more about this behavioral variability workshop. 
Let's wrap up today's episode with some words of wisdom from Finn Wisdom. Since we began today's episode with a general discussion around noise, I'm going to start with the eight overall tips and highlight areas that can specifically help reduce level noise. Number one, be open-minded. Recognizing that even the best advice and decision makers may not be in agreement in terms of solutions is the easy part. The hard part is first acknowledging that there is a problem and its impact. Number two, find a sounding board. This is someone in your inner circle that is less about giving advice and more about making you question potential noise in a decision. So the questioning should not be about what you should do, but rather start with what if. Number three is decision hygiene. Now this could be the subject of a single episode all on its own, but a good analogy is healthy hygiene, like always washing your hands to reduce the possibility of spreading germs. Decision hygiene is when you do your best to scrub potential noise from a decision, and one way to do this is to get more than one independent expert judgment or source about a given situation requiring a decision. The key here is independent. If your sources are unaware how other derive a solution, you are more likely to reduce that impact of noise. Number four, focus on accuracy, not individual expression. This tip is a difficult one to state and actually follow because I am not always the believer in addressing how to remove emotions and behavioral variability from decision making, rather how do you accommodate it. But you can help reduce individual expression is to seek advice from sources that establish set rules and regulations to follow. This tip holds especially true for level noise in two ways. First, it holds those who provide recommendations with parameters to reduce variability in forming judgments. And second, it may help establish and set expectations as to what those possible outcomes may be. Number five. Think statistically and with an outside view. Find similarity in past judgments for similar decisions, rather than approach each one as if they were a unique challenge, unless it truly is. See, the average predictions from comparable decision-making help counter noise. This is one of those tips that requires some tiptoeing because you don't want to also fall into anchoring biases that create behavioral risks based on past experiences. However, the culmination of multiple judgments should help break down noise, especially level noise. Number six, resist premature intuitions. What I'm talking about here is snap judgments. I think this tip is fairly straightforward, but I would just add that initial intuition should not be abandoned either, but that a final decision should be formed based on balanced and careful consideration of all that is known about the decision at hand. Number seven, first obtain independent judgments, then second aggregate them. That's to not have all those who are to recommend a solution sit in the same room and come to a recommendation collaboratively. Rather, have them first draw their own conclusions independently prior to the meeting. 
then discuss those conclusions to find the most appropriate judgment. Now, right now, I'm guessing that there are several listeners out there who work within a large organization and often have meetings, not just once, but several times a day to discuss possible solutions to issues. So in order to reduce behavioral variability, that would mean establishing a newer decision-making process within your organization. I kind of look at it as a homework assignment and being prepared before you show up in the classroom. And finally, number eight, make judgments scalable. What this means is to shift away from absolute judgments. This is extremely useful when there are multiple criteria that go into making a decision, which then enables judgments of separate criteria to be ranked and then aggregated. So going back to the example earlier today about the employee reporting to various bosses where a reward system is established, Scaling the factors that go into the decisions and then averaging responses may lead to a more agreeable judgment. We'll be conducting deeper dives on some of these tips in terms of implementation and other forms of noise in the upcoming episodes in this season. But until then, and if you have children who plan on going trick-or-treating, you might want to instill in them that for each doorbell they ring, not to judge the givers of goodies. That popcorn ball is not a trick. In the eyes of the giver, they believe they're rewarding you with a treat. As a copyright reminder, written permission is required to use any of the content shared. Any views expressed are my own and are not the opinion of any entity unless otherwise mentioned during the program. And since we are critical thinking creatures, these opinions are subject to change. For financial advice, consider consulting a licensed financial professional. And make sure to watch your inbox for the next exciting episode of Fin Wisdom.